Hey, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, the Blue Jays just moved into New York this week after a series win against the Texas Rangers. Game one of the series saw the Jays win 3 and nothing with Alec Manoa pitching six shutout innings with four walks, seven Ks. Jordan Romano got the save, three hits from uh, Santiago Espinal, three RBIs from George Springer, including a two-run home run. So good stuff from the Blue Jays in game one. Game two went the Yankees' way. Jays went 0 for 13 with runners in scoring position in the first two games of the series here. Yusei Kikuchi made his Blue Jays debut, three and a third innings pitch, three earned runs. Command was kind of iffy, but he did show some flashes of good off-speed there. Uh, we had two more hits for George Springer there, um, and the bullpen did its job after Kikuchi got out there. And in game three, which happened last night, Jays won 6-4. to four. Vladdy did uh, something pretty good, 4-4 four for four with three home runs, including two off Garrett Cole. George Springer had a clutch hit. Jose Barrios, five innings, six hits, three walks, three earns, five Ks. Team got better. And game four is currently in a rain delay. So we don't know what the uh, outcome of that game is going to be here, whether the Jays end up splitting the series or winning three to one. But good stuff in the Blue Jays all around there. Anything to add there quick, Riley? Yeah, certainly. It's, uh, you know, we've been, we got a tough series against a divisional rival in New York. We know coming in that mm-hmm. our pitching needed to be improved. And right out of the gate, we saw Alec Manoa do Alec Manoa things. You know, yep. I talked about, I didn't, didn't believe in the sophomore slump. He goes out there and is absolutely dynamite. Um, I would have let him gone longer than seven innings. I know the walks look a little concerning. Uh, that's a trend for me. Uh, mm-hmm. On both sides, both sides that we'll get into more uh, later in the episode about walks and, and how both sides yep. of the ball is kind of impacting us right now. Yeah, uh, currently in a rain play. And I, I hope we take this one tonight. Kevin Gosman, baby. Like, mm-hmm. let's get him the win. Absolutely. Uh, we'll have updates on that as that goes on here. Um, I guess that links us to our three up, three down of the series here. And uh, Riley, you already mentioned your first thumbs up there. Alec Manoa, you want to start with him? Yeah, uh, for sure. Alec Manoa, man. Like the first start of the year, they have him slated as our four starter on the team, yeah. which, you know, he's in the rotation no matter what. I don't care where he throws. Um, he, he's going to do great. And he's facing a tough offense in a tough hitters ballpark in New York. Mm-hmm. And he goes out there, like you said, he struck out seven in six innings, giving up only one hit. I think that is a huge number, man. Anytime you go out, you could even in three innings, only giving up one hit is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But you double that and go out in six innings. That's that's huge, man. The only concerning part, four walks. I don't yeah. hate that number. But if that could be dropped just a little bit, I think Alec Manoa is going to have so many quality starts for us. This is the first of many. Yeah, first start of the year, too. And three of those four walks came in one inning. So it was just a little... Little spout there. The Jays really needed a good start from Alec Manoa too, seeing how Hunjin Ryu struggled and Jose Barrio struggled and Gosman was just okay in the Texas series. So we really needed a guy to come out here and shove the way Alec Manoa did. So it was great to see coming off the back there. And I want to make note with Alec Manoa too, he threw his change up a lot more in this start. He talked about in the offseason how Kevin Gosman was kind of teaching him his change up. And he was told like coming up through the minors and through college, his two pitches were just good enough that he didn't need to do it. But now that he's on the big leagues and these are pretty good hitters he's facing that third pitch is just going to be even better. And he got a good chunk of whiffs on that. So thumbs up for me from Alec Manoa here. And I'm excited to see what happens in his next start against Oakland. Certainly. Oh, and he's got an easier offense to tear through there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, let's see more of Alec Manoa. I know there's more on the way, Jesse. You had a thumbs up. You agree with Manoa. Mm-hmm. What about your guy? Tell me about <laughs> Tell me about who's your guy, baby. Well, a little crazy. We started the show with Alec Manoa today when Vladimir Guerrero Jr. last night just had his second three-homer game of his career. You know, it's kind of funny. His dad has played a very luxurious big league career. He's in the Hall of Fame. He never had a three-homer game. Vlad's done it twice now. 
did it last year against um, Max Scherzer, and he does it this time against Garrett Cole. Like the things Vladimir Guerrero is able to do are just significantly better than a lot of players in Major League Baseball. Like he took that pitch inside of the hands, probably about a foot off the plate, 98 miles per hour, pulled it to right center field. And this all came after uh, Aaron Hicks stepped on his hand and Vladdy was bleeding and we thought we were going to have to take him out of the game. Like Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a superstar, man. He's something special. And he's already got two of the three hardest hit balls in all of baseball already this season. It's kind of fitting that if you look at the home run leaderboards after yesterday's game, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is best in baseball right now. Best in baseball, best in the business, Vlad Jr. Because we've had other hitters have slow starts, he genuinely looks like the best hitter in MLB. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll comment on about what you said about uh, if Vlad Sr. had more pitches thrown in the dirt, he might have had a (laughs) three-home run game. Um, But his kid, Vlad Jr., man, this is the franchise. Like, you want to see big games like this. Totally dumbfounded on how he got around that ball. For me and you, that's a broken bat. Um, In on the hands like that, showcases Mm -hmm. this guy's strength. Just a pure hitter. Glad he's good on the hand. Like, three-home runs – you don't. Have, I don't go out and ask for that. I ask for quality plate appearances. But spoil us, crazy Vlad! Like, what a great, what a great, you know, performance. Mm-hmm. Four for four for four too. Yeah, he's so good. I'm glad he's on our team, and we don't have to watch our pitchers try to go against him, man. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to our next thumbs up here, Riley. Who do you got? Well, last in the thumbs up, but first in our lineup. Uh, let's talk about George Springer in the first game of the series, driving in every single run of the ball game, make yep. it happen from the top guy of, on the lineup, um, a veteran guy. Um, there was a, a, you know, a case of, is he going to decline at all? Like you always use the term wrong side of 30, yep. but I really think that this is going to uh, be a great year. Um, I already have in my head that he's going to have by far the best power numbers from any leadoff hitter. And, contend in all of baseball for a lot of different categories. George Springer is just a good, pure hitter. He's looked really good too. He went six for 14 over the first three games of this series. And like you mentioned, he had the two run home run and all three RBIs in game one. He also had a clutch RBI single on the game on Wednesday to give the Blue Jays the lead. He's our behind Vladdy. George Springer is our best hitter right now after Vlad. He like, even on his misses, he looks like he's just missing them. Like he's just popping them up or just hitting these, line drives down there and he's already second place on the team in terms of OPS weighted runs created plus and more. And he's already accumulated in just seven games, 0.5 wins above replacement. So seven games accumulate half a war. That's just how good that George Springer has been to start the year so far. I don't even, I don't even know the math on that. If he was to, if his trajectory was to stay up 0.5 wins per every seven games would give you an astronomical wins above replacement. Like that's hall of fame war right there. It would be the best season in baseball history. Yeah, I'm not saying that George Springer is a Hall of Fame guy, but this might be one of his top statistical years. I I never remember George Springer as this guy in Houston. Maybe that was the Jays glasses on me looking at at you, Houston, the bunch of cheaters things. Mm No, I personally, except for don't have anything against Springer at all because he wasn't on that side of it. Anyhow, like I love to see Springer hit and hit well because Mm -hmm. I love him at at the top of our lineup. Like if you're starting with him, that's a lot to contend with four RBIs and the other guys don't even get it. Um, you know, runs batted in. That's huge. Yeah. Three thumbs up there. Now we got to go on to the downside here and we're going to go with three thumbs down that we saw from the blue Jays. Uh, this offense is just not drawing enough walks. Like what happened last year? They were pretty good at drawing the walks, which led to some of the best uh, offense in the American league. But this year, the blue Jays currently have a 4.5% walk rate, which is dead last in all of baseball. In fact, they've only had coming into tonight's game. They've only had, they've only walked 10 times. That's it. 
Bo Bichette, Santiago Espinal, and Ramal Tapia have yet to draw a walk. Alejandro Kirk, Vladdy, Lourdes Gurriel, Danny Jansen, each have only walked once. In fact, they only have three hitters who have walked more than one time. And it's really hard to build a consistent offense without putting these guys on base, right? Because, yeah, you can hit, but sometimes if you hit them right at them, they're not going to fall, and then the offense can be in trouble. If you're getting those walks, it can lead to more consistent offensive production. And I think it might be a little concerning that we're not seeing that as of yet. Geez, you're starting to sound like Billy Bean, and we haven't even got to our next series recap yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need more walks from these guys. I talked, you know, about five minutes ago about how our pitchers were, I think, in my opinion, giving up too many walks. Mm-hmm. While our hitters are uh, must be had be had been talking to Bulbashed an awful lot this offseason about swinging freely, and we do have the offense that we can. And we have such strong hitters that we don't need to walk all the time, but we do need to be way more selective, and we do need to essentially draw more walks. We need to get those base runners on for our big bats to drive in more runs. For what it's worth, though, the trade-off there, I guess, is the Blue Jays do lead baseball in home runs with 11 through the first seven games of the season. So, I'm not can, surprised. I'm yeah, not surprised. If we can only turn those solo home runs into two or three-run home runs, this offense could really get going. Uh, Riley, for your, your thumbs down here, what do you want to talk about next? Well, my thumbs down is a, it's more of what we're missing. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i cover the catcher. You can cover the other guy. Yeah. But um, – but losing Danny Jansen, he got placed on the 10, 10 day DL. Yes, yep. you know, this is going to give a ch- us a chance to see other catchers um, in our organization, like that Hyman guy. Um, Collins, it'll give him a chance. And Kirk, you know, obviously going to sw- swing between catcher and DH. Mm-hmm. But J- this Jano's start to the year was red hot. Oh, yeah. And his defense is, is, is premium defense, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Um, like I know it doesn't show in a short scale as catcher defense, but for the longevity of, of what it's worth a, over a whole season, which Jansen hasn't played many whole seasons. And this could have been his first step in the real rate direction. A lot of players on the Jays, cause they're so young in the COVID shortened season and now playing at home. Mm-hmm. It's a huge loss for the Jays. And it's a big kind of, not going to say it's a step back for Jansen, but it's just, it's always tough to lose your starting catcher. I mean, that's huge. It's amazing how the Blue Jays here went from having some of the best catching depth in baseball with Jansen, with Alejandro Kirk, with when we had Reese McGuire and then Gabriel Moreno coming up to now almost seeing like seven games into the season. We're running on thin. Like Taylor Heineman and Zach Collins do not look good right now. They've been like basically a strikeout every time they've come up to the plate. And report from Charlie Montoyo is that Alejandro Kirk's only going to be catching three out of the five starters right now with, like you said, DHing the rest of these days here. So that means we're going to get a lot of Collins and a lot of Heineman and if the Blue Jays want to take these games seriously and try to put their best foot forward, I don't think Collins and Heineman are going to be good enough at the back catching position for this team. So that means that makes me ask you, Riley, do we just go ahead and do we call up Gabriel Moreno now seven games into the season just to get that impact bat behind the plate? That's a really tough call. Um, I would say, give it, give it a little more time. If this, if this persists for the season at some point, you almost want to push him in that direction. But if he does not perform at the big league level, you got to immediately usher him back um, to Buffalo because uh, you don't want to ruin this kid's confidence. I mean, he's, he's probably one of our best position top prospects since, since Vladdy, obviously that's, that's an obvious one. And at the catcher position where it seems like we're hurting big right now, I say give it a little time. Maybe maybe Collins is terrible defensively, but you know maybe the strikeouts kind of go down. And as far as Riley Adams 2.0 there, I don't know <laughs> what to think of Hyman. Um, obviously a minor league guy, and, and we're kind of just working with what we got right now. 
I would do think the Jays are probably looking for a catcher upgrade outside the organization somewhere. So if someone goes through waivers or something, or maybe a small trade can be made. But yeah, it's kind of amazing how this team's kind of really missing Reese McGuire right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was always I was always a Reese fan. I understand the trade for mm-hmm. uh, for baseball and why it happened. Um, and it's like a breakup. Like I wish him nothing but the best for the White Sox. I think he'll do. I think he'll do well. He's always always been an offensively gifted catcher. And never really got to showcase that. Maybe he mm-hmm. goes to the Central League and uh, and and does that. You know. But for for in Toronto right now, we do need the help um, at at catcher. Right. We do have to talk about another injury that happened amidst of Vladdy hitting three home runs and tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez came up holding his side after a swing and tried to run it out and. Uh, came up limping, holding his hamstring. Um, so he's placed on the 10-day IL today with an oblique injury. Now, typical oblique injuries last four to six weeks, but for what it's worth, Teo did injure his oblique in 2020 and came back after the minimum 10 days, which was very surprising at the time and probably surprising for Teo too. So he could be out a while. The reports that he was saying today, it's not as bad as you might have thought. So maybe it's only two weeks time instead of the four, but I would brace, say, for at least three weeks without Teo. So... What is this team going to look like without him? Because Oscar Hernandez has been one of the best players on this team, and the Jays are really going to need some offensive thump. It sounds like Rymel Tapia and Bradley Zimmer are going to get more playing time, plus maybe throwing Kevin Biggio out in the corner outfield. I don't know. I don't think Dexter Fowler's ready yet. This team just DFA Josh Palacio, so I don't know if they can get him back. We could really use a guy like Randall Gritchick right now, but uh, yeah, I don't know how we're going to replace Teoscar's injury in the meantime. Well, I'll tell you kind of what it's going to look like. Um, we're definitely losing a middle of the guy, essentially our cleanup hitter. Yeah. Uh, Teo a huge loss for us, obviously. And we hope that the injury is not as bad as it seems. Obviously, he's a tough guy if he, if he took a shortened leave from, obviously, what could be a nagging injury for a lot of players and has been. Mm-hmm. Um, we're losing a power bat, but we're, we're kind of working with tools here. Let's, you know, we're playing, we're playing a different game. So we stepped back. We can't really replace him with a power bat. No. Um, so with Tapia and Zimmer, who are two faster guys, you know, let's try to incorporate something. Obviously they're going to be hitting down in our lineup. They're going to be do a big shift where it's a situation of Lourdes hitting in the cleanup spot. You know, you could see Chapman in there a cup for a couple mm-hmm. games and hitting, you can see Kirk in there for a couple games. This opens the door up for opportunity. Um, to drive in more runs possibly, but you're going to see two guys, two lefty bats in the lineup. Um, you know, that's a positive, if anything, you know, I'm just trying to look on the lighter side of this yeah. injury. Uh, it's, it's always tough though, to lose a power bat and, and Teoscar Hernandez is, is, you know, in our opinions, and I think in a lot of Blue Jays um, fans, like he's a very underrated MLB hitter. And mm-hmm. that's just, it's very clear with how he's hit the last couple of years. We're going to see more, we're going to see more speed and less power. Jays are really going to need Matt Chapman to step it up. We're going to need Alejandro Kirk to step it up. We're going to need Lourdes Gurriel to step it up to cover the bat that Teoscar Hernandez was missing from this lineup here. Hopefully it's not too long. And hopefully all we need is a good little run from maybe uh, Rymel Tapia's ground balls get through and he can cause some havoc on the bases. I don't know. Jays are going to need to do something, though, if they want to keep up this torrid start to this season. Uh, that's our three ups, three down segment there. We This weekend, the Blue Jays return back home. Again, welcome in your Oakland A's, Riley. 
on game one, Ross Stripling's actually going to get the first start. We saw him pitch once. He's uh, zero and zero with an ERA of nine. Remember, he walked three guys in this first inning against Texas. So he'll be getting the spot start here against Dalton Jeffries. Uh, Hunjin Ryu is going to get game two. Him and his 16.2 ERA against Paul Blockburn. And in game three, we're going to see Alec Manoa against Adam Aller, who has a 33.75 ERA. So, Riley, what are you uh, paying attention for in the series against Oakland this weekend? Well, I'm very familiar with um, with the Oakland Athletics organization, and I can tell you, <clears throat> um, except for that last guy, the all what would Adam you say? Aller. Yeah, I do not know who he is, but I am familiar with Jeffries and Mr. Paul Blackburn, and I can tell you that when I went to my last Blue Jays game of 2021, mm-hmm. I watched Paul Blackburn get absolutely smoked in that game. <laughs> the Blue Jays have his number, and Jeffries is. Um, it's a, it's a situation like he is to me uh, just a triple A pitcher. Um, he's 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 got the pitcher figure. He can throw hard, but it's a matter of control, and he doesn't mm-hmm. have that much movement on his pitches. And Oakland's Oakland's like really hurting in their organization. Obviously, it's uh, Toronto has stolen their hearts. And, and Atlanta's got their kidneys, right? We'll yeah. take one right from Moneyball, man. We, we stripped them of their, of their big boys, the carpets, the two mats, as I like to call them. They, they, they sawed the carpet in half. I think we're going to kill Oakland in this series, man. Um, I, I'm going to like watching it, man. I always like when Oakland's in town. Think they're going to get the sweep, or you think they're going to go two out of three, or how do you think it's going to run? Now? As you said, dude, as you said last episode, baseball's funny. It's a yeah. three-game series. It's a three-game series. I think we kill them. Well, I think I think one of the games is funny on us, and we come out with two uh, two wins out of three. Two out of three would be a good way to go. It means we wouldn't have lost the series in the first three. I'm excited to see how Hunjin Ryu looks in his next start here, especially if Danny Jansen's not behind the plate to catch him. Um, he came off a he's facing a poor offensive team and what the Oakland A's should be. So let's see if Hunjin Ryu can get back on track here and to really go. And we're gonna need our bats to pick it forward if we're gonna keep this going on. Honestly, uh, Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here today? Um, no, with the Oakland series, they are a little bit hotter than you think. They did score, I think, eight or nine runs the other night. So in spurts, it could be. It comes down to pitching for us, man. It will come down to pitching. We need our pitchers to be better. Um, we shouldn't go. Maybe against the Yankees, it's more forgivable to walk hitters like Stanton and Judge instead of them hitting, you know, big 450-foot bombs. Right. But I think against Oakland, you got to be aggressive on the hill. And maybe it's a chance – we shake their confidence that way. Their pitchers rattled. You know, let's take a couple more walks that way. This could be a really good stepping stone for us. That's what we need. And if the Blue Jays are going to be even better, they need to take advantage of these teams that they should beat on paper. Uh, that's going to do it for us here today. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at BudsJays. Make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got a small little group and we're slowly continuing our way up there. So we'd like to see those numbers rise. Um, yeah, we'll be back Sunday night, I guess, to preview this Oakland series. And then um, if there's any breaking news or anything, we'll touch on it then. Uh, until then. We'll see you next time. See you guys.